0: International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. Talking rugby now on the Country Sport Breakfast, where uh, over the weekend, the All Blacks snuck home with a 23-20 win over Aussie. So close in their last game in New Zealand before the World Cup. Joining us on the CSB this morning, the man has got a town, a city named after him. He's actually in that city. Liam Napier in Napier. Morning, Liam morning BK how's that one turn out what's going on there
1: yeah that's right it's, uh, it's always been a bit of a quirk of, of my life but it's uh, great to be in the Hawks with some family here and a great part of the world yep
0: absolutely well let's uh, touch on Saturday's game firstly and that was a that really was a game of two halves what did you take out of the game
1: yeah, it sure was. The all were very uh, erratic and uh, lacked cohesion in that first half, which I guess was to be expected to a point when they made 12 starting changes to give a number of fringe prospects uh, opportunities ahead of today's World Cup squad naming. Found themselves down 17-3 at halftime and, um, you know, really backs to the wall. But they came out a different beast in the second half. And when they unleashed Aaron Smith and Richie Mawonga off the bench, uh, there was a massive change in uh, direction and decision-making. Sam Whitelock and Artie Sevier, big performances as well. And, of course, the clutch kick from Richie Mwonga in the 78th minute uh, sealed the victory. But, yeah, uh, a decidedly patchy performance for the All Blacks, but it was their second-string team. And, uh, you know, they they ultimately maintain a, a 10, no, 10, 11 match 11-match um, unbeaten run.
0: They shouldn't have been falling off tackles like they did in the first half, though, should they?
1: No, there were a number of concerns in that first half. It was, you know, headless sort of stuff. It felt more akin to a uh, barbarian sight match than a, than a test match. Uh, the set piece uh, was poor. Uh, Damien McKenzie was flying around like a, a fly in a bottle. Some <laughs> some real aimless sort of kicking. Yeah, um, yeah, and just. Uh, I guess with the lack of combinations, um, you looked around and and everyone was sort of buzzing about not knowing where to go or, or what to do. So it was a, a very um, strange sort of performance. The Wallabies feasted on the All Blacks' mistakes, but they really didn't offer a lot in the second half, did they? The All Blacks no. scored se- 17 unanswered points, and, and you y- y- always felt like once they got the, that momentum back, they were going to roll over the top of the Wallabies.
0: I guess the big concern that came out of that 80 minutes was number one, Brody Rutalic and Braden Enor both going off injured. I mean, are they going to be fit and ready for the World Cup?
1: Yeah, pretty cruel timing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you've got even with one test to go against the box before the World Cup, there's an element of almost not wanting to play that game from a player's perspective. Because if you do get injured, then, you know, there's this event, the pinnacle event that you've been waiting four years for can be uh, ripped from your grasp. So, yeah, I'm hearing that Braden Enor's tournament uh, is done, that that, uh, knee injury is going to prevent him from uh, potentially making this World Cup squad. And Brodie Retallick, he he did look quite sore as well, and uh, sort of hearing that he may miss uh, that warm-up game against the box, as well as two uh, pool matches. Uh, The All Blacks play Paris, uh, sorry, France and Paris and Namibia. So, That could change the complexion of of the World Cup squad. The All-Blacks will certainly have to have a conversation now about whether they uh, take cover for Brodie Retellick, perhaps take five locks as opposed to four. And uh, David Havillie is probably likely to benefit from uh, Braden Enor's injury. I think that would have been a pretty tight call because Braden Enor has played some good rugby this year.
0: Richie Moanga, is he the best number 10 in New Zealand at the moment? Certainly uh, looked pretty impressive um, on Saturday, didn't he?
1: Yeah, by a long way, I think. And to the point where if Richie Moonga or Aaron Smith went down, you'd have grave concerns for the All Blacks World Cup campaign because those guys were that influential. You know, Damian McKenzie had a had a very good super rugby season. He was he was good against the Pumas from first five to open the rugby championship. But there did seem to be quite a golfing class between the two at, at the weekend. And the same can be said for Aaron Smith uh, I thought Finlay Christie in his fourth start didn't seize that opportunity no. and, if Aaron, and if Aaron Smith goes down there's, there's a, a major gap between him and uh, and the next best. I would have Brad Weber in my World Cup squad. I think he is the next best starter but I'll, I'll, I will be surprised if, if the All Blacks go that way today.
0: Five o'clock this afternoon, the 33-man squad gets announced for the uh, the Cup in France. Um, outside backs, that's a concerning one as well. I'm a big fan of Sean Stevenson. What did you make of his performance?
1: Yeah, it's a real um, pressure point, isn't it, BK? The outside backs are very, very stacked when you look at guys like Caleb Clark and Lester Anuku, probably going head-to-head for, for one role. Amoni Narawa has only had one test after a back injury prevented him from playing any more games. Sean Stevenson, I probably would have liked to have seen him debut earlier. I think you know he was the form prospect throughout Super Rugby from fullback, got his chance on on the right wing at, at the I guess last opportunity. Uh, I thought you know he he probably struggled a wee bit defensively on the on the right wing, not as familiar there, but he he, he grew into the match, took a try on, on debut, and you know it was a very special occasion for him, but. I think given he was in that squad as injury cover and and they left his opportunity so late I think he's he's going to struggle to make the squad.
0: It's probably right about now that uh, Jason Ryan and Joe Schmidt and All Black coach uh, Foster sitting down trying to go through the squad to see who they're going to name. It's going to be a big call, isn't it?
1: There yeah, is I think the bulk of the squad's pretty well locked in but there's always going to be pressure points, always going to be some surprise. You know, when you look back to, to 2015, Owen Franks, uh, you know, a veteran prop was left out and, and there's always those sort of omissions or surprises when it when it comes to these World Cup squads. There's always pressure points and the props is another one. You've got uh, guys like Joe Moody, who's been a, around a, a long time, hasn't played a lot of rugby, but do the All Blacks select him? Uh, someone like Nipo Lealala, you know, he'll be, he'll be nervous as well, so... Or probably half a dozen guys is, are going to be waiting by their phones and and uh, you know praying for some positive news and because this is an event that that every player wants to be at it oh, only yeah. comes around you know once every four years and so uh, there's a, there's a lot at stake for these guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll hold our breath five this afternoon. Thanks, Liam. I know you'll be looking forward to it. Have a good day.
1: Cheers, BK. You too.